Hello, this is Joe Buco with another episode of Man Up, the podcast to help men reject passivity and accept responsibility. Today I want to talk about something, uh, probably not, not a real popular thing in our culture today, which is repentance. Um, and my um, sharing today comes out of a book, that uh, devotional book that I've been reading by Diane Landberg, who's a PhD psychologist, Christian probably one of the top psychologists, I would say, in the world, from a Christian point of view, for sure. And she has a lot of national notoriety, but she's written a devotional book for counselors and pastors. It's called In Our Lives First, Meditations for Counselors. And the particular chapter that um, I actually read this last week, just uh, she calls it Some Thoughts on Repentance. And I just want to share a few things that I, I really think her... Um, perspective is really good. It really was challenging to me. I think is very accurate. You know, in my own life, and obviously in the lives of men and women that I work with, oftentimes um, this issue of repentance. You know, like what what's the difference between someone who truly is repentant and somebody who's just trying to uh, cover their tracks because they got caught? And a lot of the men that I work with you know, have been caught by their wives with some type of inappropriate sexual behavior, whether it's pornography or some kind of a chatting, um, texting relationship or um, yeah, anyway, uh, emotional affairs, physical, sexual affairs, you know, all those, all those kinds of things. And I just want to read a few things out of Diane Landberg's uh, chapter here uh, in in Our Lives First. Uh, she says, what does repentance look like? What is the nature of repentance? The, wor- the word means to have another mind about something. It really means to have the mind of Christ about sins we've committed. I formerly had my own thoughts about the sin, but repenting, re- but having repented, I now have another mind, the mind of Christ. At, at the very least, repentance will include the following. And she goes on and gives uh, five bullet points. Number one, the truth about sin, the events surrounding it, myself, and its impact on others. In other words, just being honest about what I've done, not just behaviorally, but the sin in my heart and its impact on uh, others uh, that I've in the way that I've sinned. Second thing she addresses is humility, and she calls it a submissive spirit. Um, and just recognizing that I have demonstrated a lack of wisdom and discernment, having demonstrated the wrong mind, I will be humble enough to submit myself to those who give evidence of the mind of Christ. Uh, in other words, just a willingness to come before others and just say, hey, I've messed up and uh, I need to share this with you. I need to talk about it. The third thing she addresses is empathy for those who have been wronged and damaged by my sin. In other words, just understanding and caring about how my sin has impacted others. The fourth thing she talks about is an awareness that my sin against, against is against the goodness and holiness of God, not merely a behavioral aberration that has gotten me in trouble. You know, to really see, much like David talks about and in the Psalms, I, you know, against you, you only have I sinned. And then the final thing she talks about is a desire to make restitution, a desire to make, to do whatever needs to be done to make it right. And I've, I've seen this, you know, in a number of lives that I've worked with, and I think it's really powerful. You know, in, in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 10 and 11, Paul talks about this idea of godly sorrow that brings repentance and, um, 
and just you know this you know here in the context i think he's talking about you know the godly sorrow uh that leads to salvation you know repentance that brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret but worldly sorrow brings about death and then he goes on and he talks about this what godly sorrow produces in us um it produces a uh an earnestness an eagerness to clear to be clear of the sin to to deal with the sin to understand what you know what the damage has been done and a readiness to see justice done a readiness to make it right and so you know i i, I love one of the things Diane Lindbergh says in this um she says the true fruit of repentance is the work of the spirit of god in a life and i and i really just think that that's significant um you know again i i guess i've learned to see it when many times somebody comes to me because they've been caught or they've been involved in an affair or, again, to some kind of sexual sin, and seeing the evidence in their life of you know them changing, and many times, sometimes it's just a change to the, the changes. I want to change, so she'll take me back. And I sometimes I I, I not sometimes I I look at that and I think, okay, that's not the motivation to change has to really come from the Holy Spirit, and it really does have to be grounded in, you know, I, I've sinned against God, and ultimately the sin I've got I've to deal with. I've got to um, take steps, whatever steps are necessary, to come clean, to acknowledge my sin, and to, um, and to, to see the Spirit of God change me and, and change even this approach. Uh, of my life so that I don't keep on doing the sin over and over again. Uh, you know, I really do think there's a sincerity that I can see in someone. And again, you don't know whether it's really going to be lasting change or not or lasting fruit. But uh, I, I just want to encourage you uh, as you think about your sin, as you confess your sin to God and to think about um, really changing, um, that's where we really find um, freedom is when we can not just acknowledge our sin, but acknowledge the impact of our sin and how our sin ultimately is against God and against ourselves and against others. So anyway, those are my thoughts for today. Um, thanks.